0: excited to be giving you um, a new interview with Dr. Hagel. And this one's a little bit different because I kind of cut it up into two different parts. And the reason I did that is we started going off into a tangent at one part um, about social media and professionalism. And I thought it was really excellent things, but it didn't really go with the rest of the interview. So I wanted to provide that with everyone. And I think it's really good stuff. So this is... um, with Dr. Hagel from Old Dominion in Virginia, and he's a recent Ph.D. graduate, uh, and he just got his first job at the Old Dominion in Virginia, and he, we're just talking about Facebook and social media and professionalism, really, and you'll learn a little bit more about me as well, so I hope you enjoy. It's a lot shorter than the other ones, and the next interview with Dr. Hagel will be out next week. Alright, I hope you enjoy. Or Where I, you know, fit in the APE world, this is my strength and it seems to be something, you know, technology and honestly like kind of social media um, and I see that as kind of something that isn't tapped into or needs to be tapped into more in our field because that's how people find out about things now. Is through. Yep. I, I read something or I listened to a podcast the other day and it said, as a professional today, um, you should be on Facebook for an hour a day. Wow. Yeah, looking up new things and, um, and that was like on a leadership program, and they were saying you should be having your employees on Facebook for at least thirty minutes to an hour a day. Yeah, that's
1: incredible. Yeah. Um, I was at. Uh, have you heard of McKinney? National Association of Community and Higher Ed So I was at their conference Maybe two years ago And there was a presentation there about Using Facebook and Twitter To um, up your popularity With your undergraduate students And I thought it was the most insane idea And it's probably Exactly what should be happening Unfortunately Wow. I I hate social media
0: Myself, I, I got a Facebook Six months ago all right, so I'm new on it, and I refused to get one for the longest time because I hated the idea of it. Um, but I think using it in a professional manner and realizing that hey, I shouldn't put on this time I went out with my friends, and maybe right. I can post things on on disability sport, or I can post something on my podcast, or I can um, you know look at what other professionals are doing in the community. I think it turns into a, a major uh, benefit that I don't like the idea of um, you know putting everything out there about yourself. But I think that there is a large pot- potential there. But it, then it just turns into a uh, a wire that you have to have to walk, making sure that you're not giving up your personal life too. No, uh, I
1: agree. And, like, I've actually I've been on Facebook because of how far everybody lives and life, friends, all that stuff. But we've used it on, on this side. I'm, I'm recruiting people for camp or recruiting people for graduate students. And I've seen people who are posting things about, hey, I work at this bar, come in for two-for-one shots tonight. And I'm like, I can't, I can't hire you. There's no way because people will look at your Facebook and that's the value that you're portraying, you know. hmm. So that's, I mean, that's happened a couple of times for us where we've wanted somebody to do something, maybe at camp, maybe for grad studies or something of that nature. And when we see that, we just can't make the justification anymore.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I know. So you got to be very careful on what you do. And, and it's it's the, the fine line I find is having my friends on from when I was a kid and having a professional life at the same time. And, you know, not all my friends are doctoral students that yeah. I grew up with. Um, and they have their own, and I don't see them that often anymore, but, you know, I'd like to stay in touch with them. But, you know, Facebook, to me, the priority is, is a professional life. Um, okay. And I think that that's a decision I made and it's a decision I made, being a uh, educated an adult, making my Facebook. And I think it'd be a lot harder too if I was sixteen and I made it, and then had a Facebook for eight years that you can look at the entire thing. And eight years from now, you I can make my I want to do a professional one or be more professional.
1: Agreed. It's so you, up, you grew up in Mi- Michigan.
0: I grew up in Detroit, Michigan. In the city. I grew up around the city. In the last few years, I lived in the city. Yeah, so my podcast is.
1: Did you live in? The, did you teach in Detroit?
0: I did. Uh, well, I I actually taught in the suburbs, okay. uh, in Warren, but that's Warren is our biggest uh, city outside of, of Detroit in the suburban area. So big school district. Taught APE and special ed, so I did IEPs and um, we did. Uh, I worked with. I want to say just about every population, um, at one point in my short career, is a uh, you know t- as a teacher, maybe deaf and hearing impaired. I don't remember really working with that, but besides that, worked with just about everything. So, how many years did you teach? Ah, uh, three. Okay,
1: three, Instant. which is like the recommended amount of teaching. Oh, it is it. Yeah. Actually, when I left my master's program, I knew I wanted to do a Ph.D. program, and they said, go teach for three years and then apply, because if you go for longer, you're never going to leave, because you get that money and life happens and relationships and what have you. So I went and taught for three years, and then once year three started, I said, okay, I'm applying for programs. I'm out of here. Interesting. Right. I'm, I'm of the belief that if you took are like fifth place finisher for teacher of the year. I mean, they would be the teacher of the year every year in other, in other categories, mm-hmm. elementary, high school. Because, again, APE people were just wired a little differently. I mean, this is not saying anything negative about people from other areas of PE. Uh, don't take it that way. I'm just saying, you know, we, we're we wired in a way that we're always working. We're always pushing, like, like Brad or like Matt, who was your last guest. Matt is working when he doesn't think he's working, you know?
0: Definitely. Yeah, I mean APE the whole idea of it is that I mean we gotta be crazy to go into the field already. And yep. so you gotta be very passionate. And it, it turns into your your hobby, you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: it's it's your life, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, APE is a lifestyle.
0: Okay, I hope you enjoyed that quick interview. Uh, teaser almost to our next interview with Dr. Hagel, uh, which will be on paraeducators and how he kind of got his PhD. So I hope you enjoyed, and we'll talk to you real soon.